Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. I'm your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. Howdy. Imran, how's it going? It's going okay. I've been stuck in my apartment for a week, and I'm start. It's The smoke craziness is actually getting worse than the quarantine craziness, because now it's like, oh, I can wear a mask outside. I'll be fine. Here, if I go outside, it just sucks. Yeah. No, it's 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 been it's been such a weird week because last week I had a cough that I think was just just a regular cough. But like there are certain moments where I was like, all right, am I coughing because of the smoke? And then like another time where I was like, oh, wait, am I coughing because I might have coronavirus? It's such a weird time in the world where that's where our thought process goes, you know? Yeah. No, the, yeah. when the coronavirus thing, like or like when it first started, every single time I had a cough, I'd be like, oh, that's not good. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. You know, it just turned out to be like a, a small cough. and I drink some tea and I'm fine. But. Who knows? Dude, guys. Who knows? Wait, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Great. Why isn't that working? It doesn't matter. I oh. Can they hear you, Kevin? Yeah. What okay. supposed to mean? No, I was, I was curious if one was broken. I didn't know if we were just sitting oh, here no, in no, silence. No, no. I, I try to turn on the Kevcam. I uh, I got a stomach virus this weekend. Oh, on no. Friday. On Friday, I was like, oh, man, no. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. So I just laid down and slept after work the entire time. Um, And then... Had like 102 fever on Saturday. Oh no! Did you get yourself and checked? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me a, let, me, let me get there, bro. Let me get there. Right, get there. Get there. Get there, Ken. And like going to the bathroom a whole bunch. You know what I mean? Not a happy story. I was like, oh man, this is something that like this definitely, like it's probably a stomach virus, but it definitely sounds like it could be Corona. So on <laughs> Saturday, I had uh, well, I, Saturday night, all night, I had like terrible cramps. And uh, oh. Sunday, we decided, like, I, I decided to actually go to the ER and get everything checked out. And they did a corona thing. But, like, it was negative for corona, and it's definitely mm-hmm. a stomach virus, which is, like, great. One of my favorite breakfast spots probably on Thursday. Oh, fucked me no. Over. Oh, um, no. That's not good. But it's just, like, that fear of, like, look, I you know, know, I don't know what's corona. wrong with me. Like, I know it's not corona, but it's, like, two of the symptoms are, are corona-related. Like, you know? And it's, like, damn, yeah. that sucks. Well, it's, it's the like, worst it's, time it's, ever to get sick. And that's the exact that's the exact thing. Weirdly, I've gone the longest I think I've ever gone in my life without getting a cold. And I know whenever I do get a cold, it's going to be that thing of like, oh, man, like I know this is probably a cold, but I got to yeah. be yeah. I got to be protective. Right. I got I got to be aware uh, on some good news, though. This last weekend, uh, I went back to Popeye's. I went and got the spicy chicken sandwich right. the All way right. everybody recommended right. as, a, as opposed to just the regular chicken this. sandwich. And I'll say. It was the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. It was incredible. You all were correct. Hands down, the best chicken sandwich (laughs) I ever had. A spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's. I've come around on it. I'm sorry, Jollibee, but it was probably like twice as good as the Jollibee chicken sandwich, if I'm being honest. Oh, my God. That's insane. It was incredible. I was shocked by how much I loved that sandwich. I've never had the normal one. I never will. It's spicy all the way. Dude, it was something else. Like, I... I was looking at my body, like standing outside of my body, like it was one of those those types of situations, not a body experience, as they call it. What's weird to me is that almost every single menu item on Popeye's amazing chicken tenders. I don't care for. I think chicken tenders mm. are great in general. Their chicken tenders, I don't know why, it just doesn't do it for me. Really, I've I've I can't remember everything I've had from Popeye. I think I've had, I've had their like wings and like their, their fried chicken and stuff, but I've also had their biscuits. And I think just this is just like a general rule for biscuits in in general. Always fire. I've never had a biscuit that I didn't like. They're always dry, but it's, that's the sacrifice you make for a good biscuit. Yeah, I mean, so shout like, out to that's Popeyes. That's what you're, you're signing up for. Like, if you if you bite a biscuit and exactly. you're like, oh, dry, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like you, you, exactly. It's like, what, what do you, you do? do with, you get the biscuits, mashed potatoes, and gravy. There you, you go. Put, All right. You oh the biscuit in the <laughs> Why do we always go Man. to fast food? This combo right here. Man, this comp. What's the show about again? <laughs> kind of food games daily oh it's about video games let's talk about video games imran uh today's stories include ps5's production slowing imran's thoughts on splunky 2 that's where i'm putting you on the spot and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roostteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around 
the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping of course ps love you xoxo is getting kicked to wednesday because we're reacting live to that playstation 5 showcase at 1 p.m pacific time and then after our post show will be a special episode of PS Love You XOXO, uh, breaking down our thoughts on everything we just saw. Uh, and then on Thursday, we got a few RTX panels that are coming up for RTX at home. Uh, first up, Kind of Funny. We still need your sub more than Funhouse. That's going to be the whole Kind of Funny crew on one call. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be... It's gonna be insane. It's gonna be be madness because it's gonna be eight of us on literally one call drunk? for this RTX. I know thing. I'm drunk drinking. Oh, I know I'm buying drinks. Yeah, <laughs> and that's gonna be a problem because right after that panel, I'm gonna be on another panel uh, titled "The Wonderful World of Games Journalism." That's gonna be at three p.m. Pacific time. And that's going to feature uh, me along with What's Good Games' is Andrea Renee and Brittany Brombacher, Easy Allies' Brandon Jones and Daniel Bloodworth, and Inside Gaming's Autumn Farrell, uh, who's moderating and hosting. You can catch those on roosteeth.com this Thursday. Can I just say, Daniel Bloodworth, I've met him a couple of times. That guy has the most badass name. It sounds like he's oh, yeah. a Castlevania main character. I, I yeah, feel like I... he has the hair to back it up, too. Yes. You know what I mean? 100%. I've never met him. I've never spoken to him, but I, I'm, I'm going to have mad respect for him when I finally get He's to like, lovely man. see him face to face. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Mohammed Mohammed, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Quip, Upstart, and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the World Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, can we find a better chicken sandwich than Popeye spicy chicken sandwich? I'm just kidding. It's so good. Uh, it's so can good. We Kevin. Can we? Can we actually? Do I don't that know. I want to. Do Would that. we want to? You know what I mean? Would we want to? We got to find a way to do like audience submissions for who they Luca. think is better. I bet little Luca probably has a better chicken sandwich. I've not heard of little Luca. You've not? Oh, okay. I Bless feel like it, it shouldn't do. count if it's like not a fast food place. Like, okay. Yeah, I can. I can believe. Is that. this like a Bay Area Especially. thing? Yeah, Little it Luca is, is like a South City thing that like everyone raves about, and it's just it's fine. It's gr- it's it's so much sandwich for so little price. Hmm. Let's get this going. We're gonna figure <laughs> out how to do this because I want I want to do like the chicken sandwich face off. That very much sounds like a KFEF bit, and I'm sure they've done it at a certain point. But I'm I'm taking it over. We're ta- we're yeah. taking it back. We're reclaiming it. Uh, our real story number one: Sony reportedly has cut. Uh, launch window ps5 production by four million this is from adam bankhurst at ign sony has reportedly cut its estimated ps5 production for its fiscal year by four million units bringing the new total to around 11 million following quote production issues with its custom with its custom designed system on chip for the new console end quote as reported by bloomberg sony has boosted orders with suppliers and quote anticipation of heightened demand for gaming in the holiday season and beyond as people, people spend more time at home due to coronavirus. However, these manufacturing issues are causing production yields as low as 50% for its system on chip, which have hindered its ability to produce as many PS5s as planned. Bloomberg sources did mention that yields have been, quote, gradually improving, but they have yet to reach a stable level. Sony shares dropped by as much as 3.5% following this news, which is its biggest intraday drop since August. Daniel Ahmad, a senior analyst at Nico Partners, has stated that this pro- this production delay will hit hit PS5 supply during 2021, and Sony is planning on using air freight to meet demand this holiday and ship as many units as possible in the launch period. Ahmad notes that production yield issues will always exist, especially at the beginning of a of a console launch. Though this this does seem more severe than expected. Imran, what do you take from this? Uh, not unexpected. I think it was a thing that everyone predicted was going to happen in March uh, when the COVID thing really started kicking off. I was like, okay, yeah, these consoles are all being assembled in China. And Sony is specifically one of the companies that did not. So when the Chinese embargo started happening, Nintendo and Microsoft both moved a lot of their production out of China because they worried about what that was going to actually entail. Sony did not. Sony kept a lot of their production still in China. So when pe- that started happening, the COVID thing, whether it's related or not, or it could just be like a a thing that happens at console launches, who knows? Mm-hmm. But it does seem to be more of a problem for them in this case, that that yield is causing a 4 million unit hit. Uh, I still think 
when Sony did that thing last month of, hey, be one of the first to appear on the PS5, I started to get the feeling they were going to cut the numbers soon. So mm-hmm. I'm not shocked that they're doing it now. Yeah, this seems to be very much part of the the push and pull that they've been doing because like earlier in the year i remember the reports of oh yeah they're they're working on getting out seven million eight million i think somewhere around that number uh ps5 units and then they upped it by a lot because they expected because of coronavirus right and, and increased uh software sales increased people playing games in general and probably increased sales and in hardware or they're expected uh, uh increased sales and in hardware they boosted those numbers by a lot this seems like just this. This seems to be be a kind of a result of that mixed with the the manufacturing issues that come with coronavirus and everybody working from home and what that situation entails. And yeah. so, like, this doesn't necessarily seem like a dire situation, but this does feed back into the case of consoles are going to sell out. Like, we're not going to have an abundance of consoles next year. And so, if you want one right now, like, maybe be aware and get one. Are you buying a console at launch, out of curiosity? Like, let's say work con- or considerations are not a big thing. Just in general? Uh, yeah. yeah, I plan to, right? Like, I, I, I mean, I want to get the PS5 in general, like, to do my job. Um, but yeah, aside do. from that, Woo! I mean, heck yeah, I do. But, like, aside from that, I do want to get an Xbox Series S, right? And that'll probably be, on, like, on my own accord, right? Like, I don't necessarily need an Xbox Series S, but I feel like it'd be nice to have one. I don't know. Yeah. Especially with my Xbox One X to pair up with that. That's kind of where I am, too. I think if I got one, I'd get a Series X instead. But yeah, I, I'm probably getting a PS5 at launch, even though like I've been thinking about it and there's no real reason to besides the fact I just want to own one. And that's that's yeah, kind of my do. own like, damage. Yeah, that's my own personal damage of like, oh, I, I buy launch systems because it's an investment in the future. And I think I, I'm increasingly getting to the point of I really hope Sony gives us a heads up on when pre-orders are going to come up. And like just us, just no one else, just us. But I, I'm probably gonna just order one on Best Buy or Amazon and hope for the best. What do you What do you think is gonna happen with pre orders? Because we have the event happening tomorrow. Do you think that pre orders is gonna go up at the end of it, or do you think they'll actually announce a date for them? They said that it will not just happen; that they will give like warning ahead of time. I. I don't know if that means the like, like 30 minutes we'll have, beforehand, maybe, or we'll have a conference and that's the warning or whatever. But I suspect it's going to be like Xboxes. It'll be this time, this day. Be ready for like your Best Buy, Amazon pages. I'm interested to see what happens in a COVID era where everyone is at home and everyone's going to, most people are going to be ordering these things online. How does a new world of bots buying things really affect this? Because it could be real bad. It could be people who really do want one don't get them. I want to know if this ends up like a Nintendo Switch situation where a bunch of people, including me, ordered it from ordered that thing from Amazon and it didn't show up for like a few days after the the date that they were supposed to show up in, right? Like mm-hmm. with increased online orders, I wouldn't doubt that that would be a thing, um, given the track record track record of Amazon. I want to know from you, though, like, how excited are you for launch? Because a few weeks ago, me and Greg had the conversation of, should they delay the PS5? Like, should is, is, is it time? Like, is it, is it really necessary uh, for the PS5 to come out this fall? And part of my argument for why they should delay it, even though at the end of it, I kind of, I, I ended up on the side of, like, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, just put them out anyway. Um, but, but part of my argument for was the fact that, like, this fall isn't really to me, all that exciting for software. Like, there's Miles Morales, but I can wait for Miles Morales. Like, and aside from that, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming to, to current gen. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion is launching in October for current gen. Um, most, thir- mo- most third-party games I can even think of are coming to current gen. Like, there's not really anything that's coming out this fall that is taking full advantage of what next gen has to offer. And so if they pushed it, like, I don't think that'd be the biggest deal in terms of the hit to at least how consumers take in software that'll be it'll be a sales hit to big publishers for sure um but like that said are you how are you how are you in terms of excitement level for next gen right now i'm not that excited but like it's just it's the thing you have to do to play new games and that's kind of where i am of eventually new games to come whether that's miles morales or like ratchet or demon souls or whatever like if those are not at launch they're coming probably fairly soon after so it. I'm, like I said, investing in the future. I used Mm -hmm. to be all on 
console launches because console launches used to be a thing where there's such a drought that you experiment with new games like games you wouldn't try before you end up finding stuff that you wouldn't necessarily have thought like oh this this has become my new favorite thing i didn't realize that i would have played this if there were like retail big releases coming every day but that's less of a thing now because like the big indies aren't just on one console. Like, mm-hmm. in, even the small indies, if something is notable, you'll usually find out about it from somewhere. It'll be on, like, PC or it'll be on Switch or whatever. Nowadays, I, it doesn't feel like that you're discovering something new when buying a launch console. It just kind of feels like you're buying a console at the the most expensive it'll ever be with the fewest games they'll ever have. And I've just made peace with that, of that's a thing that I'm doing and it's a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. But largely it just i don't it, it's the, just the thing i gotta do it's like clocking into work mm-hmm. that i gotta buy it so might as well is there anything that playstation can announce tomorrow that would make you truly excited for this fall demon souls if they said that was day one Ooh. i would buy it what's if, what do you think is like the over under on if they announced that for this fall i I know at one point it was targeting launch. I don't know if it still is because obviously things yeah. have like changed dramatically over the year. But if if it happened, I would not be shocked. If if Ratchet or Demon Souls comes at launch, I am yeah. for sure buying it at launch day one. If it's only Spider-Man Miles Morales, I am probably buying it at launch, but not necessarily gear. Like that is Miles Morales is a, you know. It's a value add. It's a, okay, well, I'm buying this thing. This is the game I will get for it. Not super hyped, but sure. Great. Spider-Man was a fantastic fucking game. Yeah. But now, like, beyond that, I think, yeah. They would have to announce something big is coming, and there's nothing that, like, honestly, Deathloop would have been that game for me. If it were Miles Morales and Deathloop, I'd have been happy. I mean, honestly, same. Like, the double punch of Miles Morales and Deathloop would have been the perfect launch for me because those are very much two different sides of two different types of games that I absolutely love, right? With Deathloop being the arcane, dishonored, uh, immersive sim type game. And then Spider-Man literally just being Spider-Man. I'm actually sad that I'm not... I should be way more excited about Miles Morales than I am. Like, I should be, like, like, you know going crazy for that game because spider-man ps4 is one of my favorite games of this gen yes very easily spider-man favorite superhero i absolutely adored that game uh i talk all about spider-man 2 i can't remember if i talked about that on kind of funny or if i was still on ok beast when i was always going ham about spider-man 2 on ps2 but spider-man 2 on ps2 is one of my favorite games ever like i love those games those types of games uh and miles morales is a character i really love i should be way more excited about that game uh coming this fall but for some reason, I think it, I, and I think I really I think it really is the the Uncharted Lost Legacy comparison, even though Uncharted Lost Legacy is my favorite Uncharted. That's kind of throwing me off. But I don't know. Maybe when I actually get my hands on it, everything will change and I'll go crazy over it. They're being weirdly cagey about the scope of that game, which is fine. Like if they just said, hey, like this, we're being we're building off Spider-Man one. This is going to be a like lengthwise is roughly the same. Story-wise, it's going to have, like, expect mostly the same cutscenes. Like, the game looks fine. It's yeah. just that, like, I don't know what they think that game is. Like, is it a City of Eversleep-style DLC thing? Or, like, I know they use Lost Legacy as a comparison, but, like, that doesn't tell me much when they're not showing more of the game. Which, granted, this could age badly and they'll show off yeah, the, like, tomorrow. Like, tomorrow, like, I, I very much expect them to go all in and showing off that game. Because at this point, we've seen more Ratchet & Clank than we've seen with that game. Which, you know... I maybe that is because they just wanted wanted that to be closer to launch in terms of the lead up in the hype cycle. But yeah, I, I very much expect to see more gameplay of this game tomorrow and get like a clear idea of okay, this is why I can be excited for this game. These are the new mechanics. These are the new uh, moves that are that are um, available in this move set. Like I expect to see all that stuff tomorrow. Yeah, Imran, I want to talk to you about Splunky too because you got That's to play true. it. Yeah. So story story number two is going to be a Splunky 2 review roundup. On Metacritic right now, it's sitting at a 91 for PC and then a 93 for PS4. Mitchell Saltzman from IGN gave it a 10 out of 10 and says, I wasn't sure what I wanted out of a sequel to Splunky. Given how high of a pedestal I keep the original game on, how do you improve upon a game like that? But Mossmouth took its time and managed to deliver a masterpiece that improves upon its predecessor in ways I never would have even imagined. Splunky 2 takes everything that... Uh, that made the original great and expands upon each of those individual aspects without ever overcomplicating the elegant retro simplicity of its 2D platforming. 
It doesn't do much to win over people who are who already weren't fans of the original's unforgiving difficulty, but as someone who is more than 200 runs in and feels like he's only scratched the surface, Splunky 2 is a game that I see myself playing for a long, long time. Chris Plant at Polygon recommends it, uh, and I'm going to be honest, when I read the write-up, I legit my, I started getting teary-eyed because I was like, that is a beautiful, beautiful um, way to put this. Uh, Chris Plant writes, you know when you finish a movie or a book or a game that you love and you wish you could experience it again for the first time? That's what it felt like to play Splunky 2. I get to play my favorite game for the first time all over again. This isn't a sequel. It's yet another chance to play Splunky with fresh eyes. Everything is just a little different. Another stroke that proves perfection isn't imperfect. Even the best can get better. That's a great, that's a great write-up, Chris Plant. Yeah. Uh, and then Chris Carter from Destructoid gave it an 8 and says, Splunky 2 is more Splunky. It doesn't wildly reinvent the formula and even, and even brings back a lot of the same hazards and enemies that tormented you the first time around. But it innovates ever so slightly in so many ways to help give the sequel its own life. Either way, it sucked me back in. Imran, as I understand it, you've been playing Splunky too. I know you're a big Splunky guy. Yeah. What are how how are you liking it? How are you enjoying it? So I called Splunky one a perfect video game. And I think Chris Plant also does the same thing and he did it in his review. But like in terms of like mechanics, that game accomplishes everything it sets out to do. And it's a like when I say perfect video game, I'm not saying like you compare it to The Last of Us or whatever. I'm saying that game is like perfect execution of everything it tries. And I, I highly suggest if you, anyone gets a chance and is like curious about game design, read the Spelunky book by Derek Yu. It's fantastic. But it is, that game could not have been improved upon really without like maybe bloating it or too much. And I was so afraid of Spelunky 2. I was excited for it, but I was afraid they were just going to do too much. And they, they ride the line perfectly of exactly doing enough while still keeping it familiar. It's a little too familiar at some points. Like the first area is exactly the same with like some new hazards here and there. But like, that's fine. That's mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing this game for 200, 300 hours. I don't care that it's going to be different that much. I care that it plays well and it does that exactly. The mostly the big new thing added was liquid physics, which is hilarious because like mm -hmm. so. One of the new additions is at the end of 1-4, you can choose what area you're going to go to. You can go to a volcano or a jungle. The volcano has lava. And this is interesting because there are still, like, rooms that you can travel down in Spelunky and, like, uh, enemies still around. So I, was, I came across an enemy I didn't want to fight because fighting enemies in Spelunky is difficult unless you have enough items. I didn't have items. I spent all my money on bombs. So I basically made a big tunnel from the top where lava was down to this one enemy that just poured lava onto him and killed him. Granted, I also covered up the door and I couldn't get in. So that screwed me over. But this is the kind of thing I love about Spelunky is I can experiment with stuff. It has that same like Breath of the Wild style thing of I can't believe this worked. I mm -hmm. can't believe that like this one weird combination of things was totally fine. I found out yesterday that if a shopkeeper is holding... If they have a shield in their inventory, you can just pick up the shield and ram them into the wall and kill them and just steal all the stuff. That is like a hilarious thing, but you can't do that if like there's a jetpack in the middle between the shield and the shopkeeper because the jetpack is going to explode and kill you both. And it's stuff like that, that that's awesome. You're constantly doing that thing of like, you know, the Greg Miller gif of him like doing math. Mm -hmm. like on his fingers like trying to trying to solve an impossible yeah. equation kind of thing that is Splunky every second and you're encouraged to go fast but if you go too fast you're going to die it is a kind of game that like wants you to speed run it but if you do that you're just going to like not see a trap and get killed and it is you you end up having to master those games and Splunky 2 is exactly like that i am no good at it i'm still real bad but i want to keep playing and that's like the the genius of that game. That How long have you been playing? I've put about, I want to say 14 hours in, but I got the code damn. on Saturday. So I've oh, had like a, yeah, I would, That's honestly, a good amount like, of time. That is a good amount of time. And like, I think I've maybe gotten to the, the end of the second world like hmm. once. And the rest of the time has been just trying to get there because I play too impatiently. But I, I really love Splunky 2 and I like, that I got an IGN 10 is not shocking to me. And I think it's the sixth IGN 10 this year. So 
I do think giving a, a lot of tens this year, yeah. And I think that is probably a direct result of them changing their scale from a hundred point scale to a ten point scale. So like if something is a nine point seven, right? Like now a re- reviewer is really gonna have to make that call of all right, is this a ten to me or is it a nine? Uh, which is which is resulting in like a lot of interesting stuff, but I love it. Like I think that's I think that's really cool. Honestly, I think that's like a lot clearer of a uh, like of a review scale than the hundred point scale where things start to feel arbitrary. Um, but yeah, like so Splunky t- Splunky two or Splunky in general, right? Like roguelite, correct? Like I've I I've not played much of I played some Splunky. I've not gotten anywhere far in Splunky, and so I never like really internalized what the gameplay loop is there. Is it? Would you compare it to something like Dead Cells, where it is you're going through the same levels over and over again, and like upgrading as you like upgrading over a long period of time, or is it very much you're starting off fresh? Like, what is the gameplay loop? There's not really like internal progression at, at all. Like you can okay. you can get shortcuts, but honestly, you don't really want to use shortcuts because you want to get as much money as possible as you go through that game. So you're usually just starting fresh the entire time and starting in the caves and like moving on. Uh, so. Like, it is a roguelike, and then you will die very easily and then respawn at some point. And they make respawning super fast in this game. But the 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 progression is just internal. It's you getting better. And as you play more and more, you're like, okay, well, now I know the trick with the shopkeeper. Now mm-hmm. I know how to, like, what this... Like, there's, like, a new item called the power pack, which makes all your weapons better. And then I discovered last night that the weapon, like, the regular whip it gives you, the power pack turns into a flame whip, which is fine. Like, that, it makes a little bit more damage, whatever. If you use it on turkeys in that game, it turns the turkey into a cooked turkey, which actually recovers your health, and health is a premium in that game. So, mm-hmm. but you don't want to do that in front of the gut, the turkey turkey keeper, because then he will get very mad, and he'll try and kill you, and he'll attack you with a crossbow, and it, it's not a good scene. But it's stuff like that, as you start learning the millions of moving pieces in this game yeah okay i can do this this and this what what do i need to do to make sure this thing works out like my favorite like small example of that is if you take the golden idol out of his place in this spunky one it would drop a boulder and the boulder would like roll through the level and like maybe open up pass or whatever in this game it just drops a big rock on you like just in a small place so if you you can do it pretty easily like taking it out and doing whatever but it's still a risk and maybe not worth it and there's also like one jar per level that just summons a ghost. But if you throw that jar at an enemy, it curses the enemy. So if you throw it at, say, the turkey keeper, it curses him. So within like a minute or two, he'll die. So these are all like interesting things to like keep in mind in this game. And I, I love it so much. Is this what you wanted out of Splunky 2? Because the thing that I see that all these reviews have in common is that People are basically like, yeah, this is more Splunky with like slight yeah. differences that make it better. Is this what you wanted or were you would you have wanted something that felt completely different it's what i wanted but i stuff i didn't know that i wanted if they had changed Mm, too much i probably would have been upset but like they changed just enough to make it right it feel like it is i i saw someone on era calling it like a lazy graphics pack or whatever but no they it is expertly crafted because they knew exactly what they were doing to make it work well, speaking of games making slight changes, story number three, we finally have the answer to Immortal Phoenix Rising's name change. Uh, this is from Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Ubisoft changed the name of its upcoming open-world action game from Gods and Monsters to Immortals Phoenix Rising after the after the marker or after the, the maker typo after the maker of Monster Energy Drinks challenged the game publisher's uh, trademark application for the old title, as reported by VGC. Ubisoft publicly announced the name change earlier this month with associate associate game director Julian Galudek uh, insisting in an interview with VGC that the name change was made for creative reasons only. The United States Patent and Trademark Office database shows that Ubisoft would have learned of, of Monster Energy's concern over the trademark no, no later than October 31st of 2019 when the drink maker filed a request for an extension on the deadline to formally oppose the Gods and Monsters trademark. After a couple more extensions, Monster Energy Monster Energy filed its notice of opposition in April, saying it made the Monster trademarks famous long before Ubisoft filed its application, that it had a history of using the name in gaming and esports, and that Ubisoft's trademark would likely cause confusion or even deceive, uh, deceive consumers as to the providence of its goods. In its official response in May, Ubisoft denied that, that Monster Energy was famous and pointed to, to the hundreds of other existing trademarks around the word monster 
this is a very interesting one from yeah. like multiple places. Imran, what's your what's your response to this? So one, I think it's hilarious they made the director come out there and be like, no, we thought this game fit Immortals Phoenix Rising, which that makes the game and him and the title look bad. So they I, should not have done that. That's it's hilarious to me that like they're supposed to, they, they think that we're gonna that we're gonna sit here and believe that like somebody <laughs> came into a meeting and was like, Hey, we've been calling this game Gods and Monsters. And here's the thing. That's a fine name, it's whatever. But he, hey, main character of this game, named Phoenix. You know what Phoenix is? Immortal. I don't know if that's true. But like, you know, we got immortals in this game. You know what Phoenix is doing throughout the game? Rising. Like, I'm just saying it's a better name. Like, I don't that that is like a hard thing for me to sit down here and believe that somebody was like Immortals Phoenix Rising is the better name for this game yeah. than Gods and Monsters. That's the other part, is like I can understand them going, okay, yeah, gods and monsters won't work for legal reasons. Why did they pick Immortals Phoenix Rising as the name? Why not any like this this feels like Oh shit! The project is due tomorrow. We gotta get. We gotta think of something. Mortal Phoenix Rising. Good. Like, you had months to think of something better. Why that? Why did he was like (laughs) Surge on his way out was playing a prank. Yeah, he was like he was like if I'm leaving, I'm I'm tearing shit up as I go. Rename the game Immortals Phoenix Rising. And Uh, looking at the timeline of this thing of like the October thirty first date of their concern, I think you can probably blame this on. Oh God, I forgot the name of that game. The Kojima game last year. Death Stranding? Death Stranding. Mm. Yeah, like, because of the game's heavy monster uh, energy drink integration. Of that monster being like, hey, we're already in video games. You can't just use the word monster. Hmm. I mean, that's the part of this whole story that I find... Like, I get it, but at the same time, I find it ridiculous, right? Monster being like, hey, yeah, one, we have a history of using the name uh, Monster, but also, like, you know, we use the name in gaming and esports, and it's like, all right, but, like, it's a game title versus whatever your Monster's esports thing is. You bring in Death Stranding to the equation, I think, makes it even more, like, oh, yeah, I guess I could see how they would, like, make that connection, but at the same time, it's like, that, that very much just feels like feel and ammo for Monster to be like, hey... We don't want anybody else using the monster name except for us. And so start piling on the reasoning, like yeah. start just finding, finding reasons why we can dispute it. Uh, and some, and I'm, honestly, like, I'm not convinced that Ubisoft couldn't have won this case. Like looking at what was brought up, right? Like the esports stuff. I think if Ubisoft fought hard enough, and this is me speaking from the outside looking in, maybe they fought real hard. Um, but like, I feel like you could have won that case that so you could have kept monsters in the name, but maybe it was the thing it, uh, it wasn't worth fighting for, for this yeah. one game. We haven't talked since the Ubisoft... No, we did. We were on the Games Beat podcast together. We were. But yeah. This game looks way more Breath of the Wild than I thought it would. Like, like blatantly, unashamedly Breath of the Wild at this point. Like, <laughs> it's it's far more than art style. It is straight up, like, these are, oh, these yeah. are mechanics. It has mechanics. Like, it has, the, has so, a lot of the, the, the structure is there in terms of the open world puzzles and the shrines and the climbing and the gliding like the magnet the yes the magnet ability which when i was doing my demo the first time i did that i was like what the fuck is this how dare you like i'm all about it because i love breath of the wild and if y'all are gonna make breath of the wild i'm gonna play it like i'm not yeah. not gonna play this game but yeah it is pretty it, it is kind of egregious like it's one of those things where i, I think it was like andy who said that this game this game looks more like Breath of the Wild than games that Nintendo has reached out to to shut down because of the similarity similarities to Nintendo games. Like it is very close, but you know it's Greek mythology. Yeah. So like it's different. Yeah. They should have called it Phoenix colon Immortals Rising. Do you know there's no colon in that name by the way? Yes. There's no colon. It's Immortals Rising, just space phoenix yeah or immortals like, phoenix rising whatever immortals phoenix rising no colon and every new story i read about it ha- includes the colon and i'm like they could have thought of a better name <laughs> like they, it, it really is is unfortunate so, for a game that's probably that, gonna be good yeah as someone that put used to put skus into a database there are so many like game names that just everyone just ignores the weird formatting like near for example the last r is capital soul caliber is one word and, that always Soul Calibur also annoyed me. Yes. Like with, with how they put that name together. Yeah, yeah. it's one word, which is ridiculous. And like, I mean not ridiculous, but confusing. There are publishers that insist like I've gotten mail from publishers like, why is there our game name in caps? I'm like, fuck off, because I'm not gonna write your entire game name in caps. Yeah. 
Just like name your name like a normal or name name your game like a normal human being, please. Yes. I beg you. Uh, and the story number four, this is one for me. Uh, Undertale creator Toby Fox gives a Deltarune update. Uh, this is from Jordan Alleman at IGN. Uh, Toby Fox has issued a status update on Deltarune, the sequel to 2015's Undertale, saying it's been much harder to make, but outlines for every chapter in the game are now complete. In line with the number of celebratory occasions to mark the fifth anniversary of the indie, indie RPG, the game's creator posted a Deltarune September 2020 status update on the Undertale website, detailing the current state of the project. As well as thanking fans for their continued support of his projects, Fox noted how Deltarune has been, quote, much harder to make than Undertale due to the complexity of new systems, plot lines, and graphics. Fox explained that uh, he has been managing severe pain and, re- and wearing many, many hats during the game's development, roles that will usually be taken up by multiple developers. Despite all of this, Fox has been writing, composing, designing, and drawing over the past two years with a small team with readable outlines now completed for every chapter in the game. After investigating different engines during that time, Fox has now decided to return to Game Maker and development for Chapter 2 has now commenced as of May 2020 with plans to finish the chapter by the end of the year. Let's go, baby. Uh, Fox ended the, state, the end of the status update, uh, noting that he hopes Chapter 3 will be easier to make as the team can use Chapter 2 as a base. He's looking to hire more people on to work on Deltarune in the future and has asked people to send in portfolios. Uh, of course, Undertale is a game I truly love. Deltarune mm-hmm. Chapter 1, I truly loved. I cannot wait for Deltarune Chapter 2. Uh, and this update indicates that it is coming sooner than I would have thought because he made it seem like it was going to be forever away. And so, so I'm really excited about this. Did you actually read the blog post that he wrote? No, up? I did so, not. I just read the IGN's coverage of it. One of the things the IGN article doesn't mention is that he was he's suffering from extreme wrist pain. And now mm-hmm. he's at the point where he can't like do many things. So he's saying like using a keyboard or a mouse for more than a couple of hours a day is impossible for him now. Oh, damn. So that is, I think, the thing that makes me think this is not going to come anytime soon. Because he is looking to hire new people, but he still has all those roles as like the like, main, he do, yeah, yeah the he doesn't person. just program. He also like does the music, you know, which is gonna be like you know, you're 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 playing piano, you're creating music with that, right? That like if you're if you're having wrist pain and that's affecting your productivity, then for him, as someone who's who has his hands in all the different facets of the of this game, that's gonna be a hindrance. And that's yeah. that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, and like I Toby Fox, if you're listening, and I assume you were not, but if you are, like, just take all the time you need. Don't yeah. injure yourself to make the video game. If Delta Rune comes out in 2029, I'll be fine. Just like I was yeah. fine when Undertale came out in 2015. It didn't look like a 2015 game, because who cares? It still was an amazing game. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I care more for Toby Fox than I do for any individual video game. So take your time. I'll play that game in 2023 if I have to. If we get into 2024 and I don't have chapter two, I might have some issues. No, I'm just kidding. I don't uh, think they're going to lose chapter. I think they're going to put the entire game out as one. You think so? Yes. Just release the chapters. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with playing the chapters. Especially, wanna... the cha- especially if chapter two is going to be done by, like, let's say, end of this year uh, into next year. You know, like, just put it out. Just let me play that thing. You know? I, get, I get the feeling this whole thing is going to be, like, a multi-year <laughs> project for the next five years. <sighs> I just really want to play some more Undertale and some more Deltarune, Imran. But apparently, that's so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games that we show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Vaporum Lockdown for PC and Mac, Splunky 2 for PS4, eFootball PES 2021 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Fight Crab for Switch, BPM Bullets Per Minute for PC, Tiny Crack for PC, Our Past for PC, Monocrow for PC, Strike Buster Prototype for PC, Her Majesty's Ship for Switch, and then Red Dead Online players on Xbox One, PC, and Stadia can now pursue a trio of legendary rams across the frontier, while collectors can also discover three new fossil collections. Uh, new days for you. Ghost Runner launches on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 27th. Have you seen a trailer for that? Because I saw Patrick Klepik was tweeting about it today, so I watched the trailer. That game mm. looks amazing. Really? Like, I, I insist that like, you went after the have show. You, have you, have you seen previous trailers for it? No, this is the first oh, time I've heard okay. of the game. 
Oh no, Ghost Runner is sick. Yeah, no, I've seen like the, the they've been promoting that game over like the last I want to say year or so. Uh, and yeah, like when I first saw it, I was like, this game looks incredible. It is basically like a fast paced Mirror's Edge meets like Katana Zero type thing. Yeah, I'm all about it. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, real excited. Uh, and then Rocket League will go free to play on September 23rd. Uh, Amnesia Rebirth is launching on, on October 20th for PS4 and PC. Don't Nod's Twin Mirror is coming out on December 1st on Xbox, PS4, and Epic Game Store, which I'm really excited about. Very much looking forward to Twin Mirror. Uh, Ginga Force is coming to PS4 and Steam on September 24th. The Uncertain launches October 8th for PC, and then Paper Beast Folded Edition uh with no virtual reality i guess is coming to pc on october 20th now it is time for reader mail you can write in at patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by quip when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth with quip's new new smart electric toothbrush good habits can earn you great perks like free products gift cards and more you've probably heard us talk about quip a million times but this is something brand new that rewards you and your mouth. The Quip Smart Brush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. Uh, with that, you can track when and how well you brush, get tips and coaching to improve your habits, earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks, and redeem for, redeem for rewards like free products, gift cards, and discounts from Quip and their partners. Already have Quip? Upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love, like the sensitive sonic vibrations and two-minute timer with 30-second with 30 pulses for a guided clean. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Floss that expands to clean and comes in a re refillable dispenser to reduce waste and an eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with sunshine. Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip smart brush for just $45. Start getting re rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com games right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com games, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip. Better oral health made simple and rewarding. We're also brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be uh, to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. Uh, they offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can con consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals, free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt, and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applications or not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Lastly, we're brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities that they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees 
on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES. That's $5 off your uh, your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES. Don't forget, that's code GAMES for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Imran Khan. Hello. I got a question here from the nanobiologist who wrote it to patreon.com slash games and asks, Hi, Blessing Imran. So we've seen the boxes for the Xbox Series X and S. There's a clear differentiation between the two and it's clearly stated what each does. In your experience and in opinion, do these two different boxes clearly tell the quote unquote uninformed grandma slash casual shopper what exactly their child or relative is, is asking for? Can we finally put to rest the idea that people will walk into a store this November and buy the wrong box when there are so many banners, posters, and now flags like with the PS5 and retail workers who want to be sure to sell the customer what exactly they need and not royally royally piss off their customers? What steps do you think need to be taken to put the nail in that coffin and ensure that people will buy what they actually want with purchasing options uh, they want or... uh, Ensure ensure that people will buy they what they actually want with the purchasing option they want this winter. Uh, thanks, the nanobiologist. Imran, so, how do you feel about like the 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 casual slash grandma shopper theory? So I've worked retail for many years. I worked in like a Best Buy specifically. People aren't that confused when they get it explained to them. The problem is going to be when the associates don't know, which is possible. And people get trained, but you know. If you're not deep into it, maybe you don't understand all this stuff. I had to be trained on like how a lot of things worked before I was able to sell them. But I don't think it's going to be that big an issue. I think most people are going to be like, hey, grandma, I want the more expensive one, not the cheaper one. Or they don't have, really have a preference as long as it has like, pulling an example out of my ass, GTA 6. Like as long as they bring that home, it doesn't matter if it's the 4K one or the 1080p one, honestly. But I think... If you're going to have people selling like the uh, the subscription plan with this, they're going to have to be trained and educated and all that jazz. So it's not a it's not going to be a huge concern at the end of the day. I don't think I don't think there's going to be that many people coming in confused about what which between the X and the S. That said, I could see them being confused between the Xbox One S and the Xbox Series S. That is the more confusing problem for like retail are people buying things which is probably why they ended up cutting off the xbox one x at some point because like that's barely you can barely find that in stores now i it depends on how long microsoft keeps that thing in stores i don't know at this point what their long-term uh business strategy is and if that does still include last generation transitions but it could be a little confusing here and i think it it will have to be like up to the associates to help explain or up to the person who's asking for it to explain to their relative. Cause the reason people like the, the go-to example of this stuff is the Wii and the Wii U, but people didn't walk home with the wrong system in those days. They didn't buy the Wii U because they thought it was an accessory. It just yeah. based on like the name confusion made it. So they didn't buy the thing. What they would, what would happen here in the worst case scenario is they would buy the thing, but it wouldn't be the right one. At which point they come back for an exchange or whatever. I think Microsoft is probably fine. I don't think that number is going to like be statistically significant, but it could still happen to somebody. Yeah. And I like, I mean, on the side of Microsoft, I don't know how much they care necessarily that people are buying an S over an X, right? Like a lot of this is going to come down to, hey, what's your budget? And then like, what are you looking for? And for sales associates, right, or people at retail, like the thing that they're going to need to explain is one, hey, are you looking for the new console? Don't get the one, get the series. But then also, like, do you want 4K compatibility, right? Do you want do you want to take advantage of 4K? Get the X, don't get the S. And like those are really like the two things that you're gonna to need to specify for people that are coming in and buying. But like if if uh, for your for the grandma situation, right, posed by the question, if grandma comes in and buys an Xbox Series S for for eight year old Timmy at home, and like I don't think eight year old Timmy at home is gonna care that much that or that that is this that is the Series S over the X. Like maybe little Timmy cares a lot about 4K, and in that case, Timmy might throw like a, a tantrum for a day. Which in that case, Timmy, you're spoiled because you got an next gen console. But either way, like 
you know, it's a next it's a next gen console, and Microsoft really at the end of the day is trying to get you into their ecosystem to the Game Pass thing, right? Like I think that today is going to be a lot easier of a thing to to sell to people and to explain to people because people understand Netflix, people understand Hulu, people understand subscription services, and so that is actually going to be like the key thing, right? Like you're not just bu- buying a box this time around. We got to sell you, or we're going to try to sell you on this service that is going to make your life a lot easier or going to make your life a lot better because you're going to have access to so many games. That's the thing that's going to be uh, not difficult because I think that I think it's clear, but that's going to be a thing that I think folks are going to try, try to actually sell this time. That's going to be yeah. like the challenge. I, I think guess. The, the big problem is going to be people cut, walk out with a series S and, or a PS five discus edition in a game which is not going to work on those things. So, mm-hmm. like, they would need to buy download codes if Sony doesn't do any more or whatever, like a Game Pass subscription or something like that. So, again, this is, it comes down to a, a lot of retailer training, which, you know, you hire a lot of people who, for Black Friday that don't necessarily have all the training, and maybe that works out, maybe it doesn't. I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I don't think it's going to, like, hamper sales all that much. It just makes for some, like, annoying holiday returns. Pinky the Bad Monkey writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Hey, CapGD hosts, with the PS5 release date and pricing info seemingly imminent, my mind is turned to the games I might get to play on Sony's awesome new hardware. My question is this, are Sony at risk of repeating themselves with the PS5's games library? Given how successful new IPs we've Given how many successful new IPs we've seen throughout the PS4's life cycle, aren't we about to have a console generation of mainly sequels rather than exciting new and exper- experimental new games? Wait, so I'm, I'm trying to understand that question. Why are so, we more at risk now than before? I mean, I, I think the idea is, all right, during the PS4 generation, we've gotten, genre, or not genre, um, uh, like, we've got, we've gotten franchise establishing games. Like, if you look, I think if you look at all the different Sony studios, all the different PlayStation studios that we've got, Insomniac is going to work on Spider-Man 2, right? Along with Ratchet & Clank. Um uh sucker punch is gonna work on ghost of Shima 2 naughty dog is probably gonna make something new which is exciting um but then like santa monica is gonna make god of war 2 like i think this time around more so than previous times we've been set up for more sequels but like i also don't think it's that i don't think it's that big of a difference coming into the ps4 generation for ps3 because we did we did end up getting last is part 2 end up getting uh kill zone shadowfall we ended up getting um infamous second son and like quite a few sequels coming into this generation also yeah oh we're talking specifically about sony's first party not just like ps5 games in general yeah i think he's talking about sony's first party okay yeah i mean yes but that's probably because like the last games sold super well and they're gonna do more of those because they were critical in like uh critical in sales successes I think we're probably going to see something new from Kojima. I don't think we're going to get Death Stranding 2, for example. Granted, he's on a Sony studio, but I bet Sony's picking up his next game. Um, beyond that, like, I don't think we're at risk of any... Because, like, like you said, Naughty Dog this generation did Uncharted 4 and Last of Us 2. Uh, Sucker Punch, even though they did Ghost of Tsushima, they all started the generation with Infamous 3. Yeah. Like, it's not... When things succeed, they make more of them. That's just the way the video game industry really works. So I don't think, like, I think everyone has earned enough leash or a length of leash at this point that they can say, okay, we'll do this one. But after that, we want to do, like, this new idea we had. So I don't expect it's going to be significantly worse this generation than it was last. Yeah. And I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's a bad thing. Right, like I, you still have third parties and indies and plenty of other studios that are going to work on new ideas and bring in new IPs and franchises. Um, like I don't think I don't think it totally needs to be on Sony to introduce the new stuff. That said, like I'm looking at a list of uh, Sony first party studios right now, and like Ben Studio, like who knows if they're going to work on Days Gone two or, two or not? I would bet that they're not going to work on Days Gone two. Even though I, I think Greg Greg thinks he does. You think you think they are too? Yes. Days Gone sold really well. Yeah, but you could do something else. Why not do Siphon Filter? Like, I feel like that's the easy thing, right? I think early on in generation, you want to you want to commit people to the idea of all your favorites are here. Mm-hmm. So you do show like the the, the for example not show but 
you do release the Days Gone 2 or the God of War 2 or the whatever. All hypothetical examples. But I think that's the idea for what you want to do early on generation. And the generation you can start experimenting with like, okay, well, what's a new a Ghost of Shima style thing now? Mm-hmm. You also you also you got studios like Bluepoint, which Bluepoint not not a PlayStation owned studio, but they've been making games for PlayStation now. And like you know, Demon Souls is, is going to come out, and after that, they're going to work on something that it's probably going to be a remake. But in my mind, registers is new, right? Like not necessarily a franchised game. Like they're not going to make sequels uh, from there. You got Pixel Opus, who did Concrete Genie, and I'm sure yeah. they're going to do something new. Like I think we got Media Molecule who are not going to make Dreams Two. I don't imagine. Maybe they will, but I Dreams imagine two, that Dream Harder, Dream Harder, <laughs> Nightmares. I imagine they're going to make something that is new and fresh. Like I don't think you can necessarily count PlayStation Studios out as far yeah. as what their new games output is going to be. Like yeah, the big studios are going to make are going to continue their franchises, but also like I think that's what you want. Like you do want God of War Two. You do want Spider Man Two. Like I. I I don't necessarily want Last of Us Part Three and Uncharted Five, but I'm sure like those would excite us if they announced them, right? Like I I'm, wouldn't I'm necessarily sure be like, mad. There's like a break glass in case of like emergency break glass. Here's Uncharted Five or whatever Last of Us Three planned yeah. somewhere. And but, I know like there's there there are, are I don't know if they're rumors or if, if it's just speculation from us that one of their studios is working on an Uncharted game that's not Naughty Dog. And like again, that makes sense. I wouldn't be mad at it. Like that. That's more speculation. I don't know, but yeah. And maybe Greg's on something. I don't know. But also, like, they have, they can contract out with studios too. Like that uh, Sackboy game that's like litigiously close to 3D World. Like that's Oh, Super yeah. Digital. Sackboy's Adventure. Yeah. That, that's Super Digital. That could come out sometime soon. And like, there's a, not a new IP, but a new direction for that franchise. Yeah. Like, same with um, the Iron Man VR studio, who I can't think of right now. Kind of funny. I'll so go wrong. Camouflage, thank you. Yeah, like you're. I think you're going to see a lot of cases like that. If you remember back to the PlayStation Five showcase we got in June, there are plenty of games there that were from smaller studios. Um, I could never remember their name when I think of them. Resogun, uh, that studio. Oh, no. Now my it just completely slipped my mind. Every too. single time, but they had a game that they announced at the PS Five showcase, and like they're very they're they're tied to PlayStation uh in a way right like they've been releasing playstation games pretty much this whole generation and like they're going to continue to do that and so you're going to see a lot of new games come out for playstation uh first party or not yeah why can't i remember the name it's I've, so it's right there yes house mark house mark thank house, you yes god it's always right there and like the name is just unique enough that i can never put it together house mark house mark house mark now it's time to squat up uh i got a squat up success story from the nanobiologist who writes it and says hi best friends last friday my squad uh my squad up was read regarding my charity flight sim stream you guys showed up big time breaking my charity record we raised four hundred dollars for the california fire foundation i can't thank each and every one of you enough for donating and contributing we spent a long time flying around sf where the smoke was fully realized via microsoft flight sims real-time weather rendering the donation link is still open if anyone would like to contribute and help those who are still battling the wildfires. Uh, Nanobiologist shared a link, and the link is kind of long. And so I'm going to read the link, but I'm also going to just direct you to Nanobiologist's Twitter because I'm sure he's probably tweeting about it or putting it in his bio so if he's thinking about it. Oh, is it in the... Okay, you can check out the description also. But the link is donate.tiltify.com slash at the nanobiologist, spelled like it sound, slash nanos dash microsoft dash flight dash sim dash charity dash event if you don't want to memorize all that go to the description copy the link or go to nanobiologist twitter at the nanobiologist uh to find that info if you want to donate now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong uh a lot of people were correcting with the house mark so i appreciate that People are writing in with with sandwich recommendations, which I appreciate, but that's not necessarily what kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong is for. Yeah. And so I might put out like some kind of form for that. Yeah, we need a sandwich like recommendation show that we could honestly like we should do that as an actual event. Like let's just get all the sandwiches, just eat them. Nanobob just says uh, Splunky T was actually the fifth 10 out of 10 IGN is given this year. The four others are Flight Sim, The Last is Part 2, Persona 5 Royal, and Half-Life Alex. Incorrect. It's Crusader Kings 3 was two weeks ago. 
there you go. You're wrong. Nanobiologists, you're wrong. Yeah, Crusader Kings 3 did get a 10 out of 10. Bam. Got him, bitch. You know what I mean? Woo! <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Lord Opponent is saying Monster Energy did have a video game series. Uh, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game, uh, first came out back in 2018. Mm. And so, like... I guess so. I mean, that's a pretty... That's a br- that's a pretty big one, honestly. Like, I understand why they got to be like, yo, let's shut down Ubisoft. We can't let this happen. <laughs> we're, we're still trying to sell Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. All right. That seems like it's it. We're kind of funny.com slash slash you're wrong. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for the show are Greg and Paris Lily. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level, patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, game daily. <laughs>